Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley. It's raining in Morgantown. There's snow in other parts of West Virginia. I think my dad got snow. On my way to work, planning on recording this a little earlier, but uh, I don't feel that great, guys. I think I, I think I might have a stomach bug, so warning listening to this might give you a stomach virus (laughs) i don't know uh probably shouldn't have drank that wine last night but anyway rainy day in morgantown back at it again episode 78 that's right last time took the drive back home that was a fun episode even though i was all over the place Uh, Not a lot going on with me. Thanksgiving is next week already. Can y'all believe it? Can you believe it's November already? It's already Thanksgiving. Soon it'll be Christmas. Yes. That's how time works. When you're a kid, time is and feels like it's forever. Once you get to your mid-20s, late-20s, 30s for sure, time goes by. And it's not slowly, as Unchained Melody likes to say. I want to send a big shout out to the newest member of the Hyphen Podcast group, Miles Amadeus Prower, Maps, out of Detroit. What up, though? With his I Black Man podcast, Miles started his podcast in the summer. He's a friend of the handsome one, Eric Greenlee, of It's Like a Podcast or whatever, seeing as how Eric hails from Detroit as well. And um, I, I started finally tuning in. I've been meaning to get to it. And probably about four or five episodes I've caught now. And I was just like, yo, this is dope. Because Miles, just like you and me, is a regular dude. But Miles also doesn't give a fuck, which a lot of us don't. <laughs> I mean, which a lot of us do. And his, his opinions are unabashedly real. And so, just for example, in the last episode he just dropped, it was about how he doesn't believe in the voting process and how he believes he can affect change on a local level, but how because of the Electoral College, he doesn't believe in the presidential election, his vote mattering and all those things, uh, which is a hot take. Uh, he, he's not really wrong, you know. So... I mean, I, I don't know. I ain't looked at how the Electoral College works in a minute. I always thought the popular vote affected the Electoral College, but I know ultimately you have to win the Electoral College to win the presidency, as we all saw in 2016 and in 2000. Um, but I, I don't know whether he's right or wrong. But the main thing is Miles is just real. He keeps it all the way 100, and that is uh, refreshing to hear. I mean, 
I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot. I watch a lot of vloggers on YouTube. You know, and Miles has a positive attitude, but then at the same time, Miles is also just he just keeps it real, man. And I've I've been in love with this podcast for a minute, and he. Uh, I, I asked uh, Eric, I was like, yo, I want to get, I'm thinking about reaching out to Miles. You think he'll be interested in a hyphen podcast group or whatever? And he's like, I don't know. He's pretty independent. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And I, I mean, he, he's built this nice little following for himself on SoundCloud uh, where he hosts his shows. And he, he's done it all organically on his own. I was like, I don't want him to think that I'm, I'm coming in to take over his shit or anything like that. So I kind of, I was like, I'm going to wait, figure out how I want to approach him with uh, joining. And then I just got a message on Sunday morning, I think, uh, maybe Saturday about Eric, Eric and Miles messaging me like, yo, he wants to be down with the group. I'm like, oh, well, by in that case, by any means, you can be part of the group. So welcome to MAPS. Happy to have you here. Uh, I will say that MAPS views are his own. But I, I don't think he's going to ever say anything too crazy where somebody's going to come at me be like, oh, well, your podcaster said this. I'm like, first of all, he's not my podcaster. We are a team. We are a family like the highest tree. Um, I don't know why Dream Girls popped in my head. Shout out to Dream Girls. And uh, yeah, so he's down. He actually just did a really cool um hyphen podcast group intro that he put it on soundcloud i posted on the site hyphen podcastgroup.com this is where you can find all the podcasts hosted by hyphen podcast group all six of us that's right up to six now uh so you know welcome welcome miles man also this show is brought to you by radio public unofficially radio public is an app for android and ios where, if uh, you're on Android mostly, if you hit that iTunes link somewhere on the web, it actually does you the huge favor of bringing it up right into the Radio Public app. So no more having to figure out how you're going to listen to a podcast you're interested to if you only have the iTunes link. I mean, obviously, you could go download uh, Stitcher or another podcast platform and search it on there and hopefully it's on there and you can listen on there. I mean, it's not that hard, but Radio Public makes it easy. You click that link, pops up in Radio Public, you got instant access. It's just like having uh, the podcast app when you have an iPhone. It's amazing. And if you, uh, for some reason, don't want to use the podcast app on your iPhone, try Radio Public. I think you'll like it. I like it a lot and HP paid me money for saying this. Maybe one day. I haven't reached out yet. I don't know. So, rainy day, and that is fitting considering the first topic I want to discuss. Now, I've had a list of topics I've been trying to get to. If you listen to 77, you know there was like three more topics I didn't get to because I rambled so much about uh, the, wait the waitress and the waiter ordeal and college sports that next thing I know, I was at my dad's house, and I was like, oh, well, I guess I should get out of the car. <laughs> so, but th this topic just supersedes all the other topics. Stan the Man Lee is no longer with us. 
uh, one of the original creators of the Marvel Universe as we know it today, along with Jack Kirby and along with Steve Ditko and all the other hardworking white men that put together this wonderful universe in the 60s. And and Cap, of course, wasn't Stan's. Cap was uh, Simon and uh, I can't think of the dude who uh, did Cap. I don't think that was Kirby. Uh, Superman is... I'm just, I'm just trying to see if I remember who created Schuster and somebody else. Bob, uh, Batman was Bob Kane and Bill Finger. But yeah, Stan... Stan Stan was uh, a comic book writer for any of those, any of those uninitiated. Uh, got with uh, Marvel Timely sometime in the 50s, I think, maybe early 60s. I don't know his timeline exactly, but the man in 1961 started the Marvel Universe by creating a team of four misfits, four friends, two related at the time who went into space and got attacked by cosmic rays. And the cosmic rays changed them. Reed Richards, a super smart scientist, became Mr. Fantastic. Sue Storm, Reed's girlfriend and brother of Johnny Storm, became a living human torch. The second one, because the first one was an android uh, that ran around with the invaders during World War II. Ben Grimm became a monstrous, rocky monster called The Thing. And Johnny Storm, the aforementioned Johnny Storm. Oh, I was talking about Sue and I talked about Johnny. Uh, Sue Storm became the invisible girl. And she didn't become a woman for a very long time because sexism. <laughs> but he created the Fantastic Four in 1961. Created the Hulk soon after. And that's when Bruce David Banner got hit with a gamma ray bomb, became the monstrous hawk, the unstoppable hawk, all the things hawk. Um, in 1962, Amazing Fantasy was uh, getting ready to be canceled, and he had an idea for a spider character, a Spider-Man. Amazing Fantasy 15 introduced us to Peter Parker, my favorite superhero of all time. Bitten by a radioactive spider, it gave him proportionate strength of a spider, as well as spider sense, spider-like reflexes. And after failing to stop the burglar who would ultimately go on to murder his uncle, Peter Parker realized that with great power must also come great responsibility. Thusly, the amazing Spider-Man was born. But yeah, Stan was responsible for a lot of Marvel characters. I haven't said anything on social media. Because normally when somebody dies that I, I like, I'll post a picture and be like, R.I.P. Oh, I'm so sad. You know? Stan was 95, though, man. And we had heard in, re in at least the last... Uh, 10, 10 to 6 months that his health was deteriorating that Stan wasn't quite the man anymore that he was that some of his family was taking advantage of him he was still popping up in Marvel films 
as Stan was wont to do. Still got his credit on the Marvel films. But he was the he was the face of Marvel his whole for most of his life. He was the editor in chief and then he became the president of Marvel Comics and became the official spokesperson and then finally um sometime in the 90s he parted ways with Marvel and tried to start his own internet comic book company and that didn't really work out and but they Marvel never removed that Stanley presents from their comics it was always a respectful homage to what Stan created and Stan created a lot of characters including a character that's near and dear to all of our hearts thanks to the wonderful film that came out earlier this year Black Panther wrote amazing I'm sorry wrote a fantastic four for over a hundred issues I think Kirby drew all those too it was Kirby and, and Lee for the longest and then he, he stepped aside. Stan, Stan, let me let me tell you something about Stan, man. Stan took an idea. He took the comics medium, and he he made a universe out of it. Cause, like I sit here all the time, and I'll watch shows, and I'll be like, man, it'd be really dope if I uh took the time to write out some of these ideas I have in my own head and attempt to uh, make something out of it, to attempt the world build like a real author and I just never take the time to do it um, I dabbled a little bit when I wrote fan fiction some years ago about how to do that the proper way but I've never actually reached out um, did my own original characters but Stan as well as his uh co-plotters and writers because I don't want to leave them out uh, I, I'm not a fan of not this is not, not that this was necessarily Stan's fault but at the same time Stan was about getting his paper and he obviously did for a very long time with his characters but I don't want to give him full credit I, I, I know there's people who will sit there and be like Stan created everything but then Jack Kirby also did a lot did a lot of writing of those same stories that we've come to cherish. Um, but Stan, Stan was the driving force, you know? Uh, <laughs> and I wish I could have had the chance to meet Stan. One of the coolest things for me as a kid and one of my first, first exposures to Stan outside of reading what he would write on the soapbox in the comics and things of that nature was Mallrats when Brody played by uh, Jason Lee I mean he's a comic book nerd that was his whole thing and of course we all know that Mallrats failed in the box office but ultimately became a, a cult favorite done by another favorite person of mine Kevin Smith uh, he uh Brody is talking about Stan Lee and comic books and it's just like this and this that and the third and Kevin Smith reached out to Stan Lee and for his second feature film was like, Mr. Lee, I'd really like you to come do this cameo in the film. And and he did. And it wasn't like Mallrats is a filthy Kevin Smith movie. And Brody talks to Stan Lee like a filthy comic book nerd, like a, a fanboy. And Stan just, just shrugs it off, man. Stan, Stan is, was just so cool in that cameo. Obviously, he's playing himself. 
This Dan was just so cool. And I was like, man, this this guy seems to get it because, you know, you 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 put people on a pedestal, especially when you're on you're comic book, you're reading comics. Like, oh, this guy wrote this and I'd love to meet him. And then sometimes you meet them or you read about them and they're just this shit person. Um, I'm trying to think of someone who comes to mind who's a, a shit person. <laughs> no one's ringing a bell. Some might say Alan Moore is a shit person, but Alan Moore only cares about his creations and just wants them to be respected. Uh, but, but like, they, the comics always built Stan to be this larger-than-life character. There's times that Stan in the, bu- in the Bugle and the Marvel bullpen staff would appear in comic books, and they'd always be built these larger-than-life people. And then to meet or see Stan in life, it just seemed like he was this larger-than-life personality who genuinely loved everybody and loved the fact that he brought so much joy to everyone and then another great thing that Kevin Smith did he actually did this uh, sit down interview with Stan I think I have the DVD um, with just him and him and Stan talking it was a, a precursor to the podcast essentially where uh, they, were, they were talking about his creations and what he had done for so many people over the years and they were talking about Mass. I just rewatched it the other day. I think it was yesterday. And talking about, and he st- Kevin made some comment about how you could see half of someone's face or something. And then you went to, like, you were doing more full Mass. And Stan said that's the, one of the great things about Spider Man is he has a full mask. And you can't tell who he is underneath that mask. So obviously he's a white kid from Queens. But if you're a kid like me, a black kid who's stuck in the country in Cape and Bridge, West Virginia, I easily imagine myself being Spider-Man. Um, he said you could be black, you could be Asian, he could be Indian. Um, that is the beauty of Spider-Man and so many other mass heroes that completely covered her face that if someone is actually into that character, they can, they can see themselves being that character. Stan didn't create Deadpool, but... I'm sure there's kids out there now who see themselves under that Deadpool suit. Um, and not to say there's anything that, that some DC got wrong, but you think about their iconic characters, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, who's green. You know, that you can see who they are, Flash. But for Stan to t- to eventually realize what he he had done, um, along with Jack Kirby, who originally uh, created the costume, and Steve Ditko, they created this iconic character who, again, could be anybody underneath that mask. And there's this awesome soapbox from I don't know when about Stan. Pretty much, I, I want to say it was during the '60s. 60s, 70s, when the civil rights movement was going on. We still in the civil rights movement, though. Real talk. Um, where he was just talking about how everybody is equal and we shouldn't treat people a certain way. And that, uh, essentially, he was using the soapbox as a soapbox. And he's like, I mean, we're, we're all people at the end of the day. Black, white, brown, woman trans gay we're all the same people and 
it was it was just a wonderful thing to see that coming from in my eyes now a powerful white man who made all this money in a field that I always dreamed of being able to get into somehow Eric made a comment on the last Alapow about uh how he doesn't trust uh, old white men and he only he's like I want to see how much like if I threw a white man I'd be like huh that's how, how much I trust you because he'll only be able to throw a, a white an older white guy a certain amount of distance I think that even Eric Greenlee would concede that he would trust Stan Lee even Maps might agree that he trusted Stan the man Lee Maps uh, made a comment that he's having a good day and then Stan Lee dies so he's like fuck this happiness shit <laughs> Uh, and you get to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the cameos, and even before then, he was in the original Spider-Man trilogy. He popped up in every Marvel film doing something. He was always so affable and likable, and I, I mentioned this earlier, he was just a real dude, just like Miles is. And he cared about people. And he loved what he was able to bring to people. And he was loved just the genuine interactions he was able to give people. Uh, but Stan, Stan was 95, man. And I hope I get to live to see 95. I'm black, so who knows? The way my stomach's hurting, it might all end within a week. I don't know. <laughs> knock on wood. There's no wood in the car. Somebody knock on some wood for me. But yeah, to and to see the people, celebrities posting photos they took with Stan and telling stories about Stan, and I, I read, I kind of, I kind of skimmed it. Uh, Roy Thomas, who actually uh, was Marvel head, uh, Marvel editor in chief for a time period after Stan, and did his own great work in Marvel said that he actually went to go see Stan a few days before he passed and he said he he could tell Sam wasn't doing good but he also mentioned that Stan had said something along the lines that he was ready to, ready to go because one of the things is as much as we all want to be we want to live a long life you never want to be become a you want you don't ever want to live long enough to become a burden on somebody like don't keep me alive for your sake I, don't, I want you to be able to let me go and grieve and move on with your life and hopefully never forget about me, but I don't want you to have to take care of me when I'm older. And I think Stan had reached that point. I was actually uh, Googling because I still thought Stan uh, wrote the Spider-Man Daily strip that runs in the, um, in the comic section in newspapers and online. And I may have just forgotten it, but apparently Roy Thomas had been ghostwriting as Stan Lee for years and years. <laughs> so, in case anybody was uh, wondering why Stan Lee was still getting credits on the Spider-Man strip, it's because uh, Roy Thomas is uh, ghostwriting as him. But he, he said Stan was in good spirits, asked him about the comic strip, and they had a nice conversation. And then not that long after, Stan was gone. With all these words said, I can't really say how much Stanley meant to me. 
I'd like to. But it, it's just not that easy, because, uh... I mean, I, I didn't know the guy. He has loved ones, and his wife passed away last year, and that might be a major cause of why he deteriorated like he did. I just saw um, J. Scott Campbell, who uh, used to draw covers for Amazing Spider-Man as a wonderful artist in his own right. He uh, did a, a tribute to Stan uh, featuring that iconic scene from Amazing Spider-Man 30 where Peter Parker first laid eyes on Mary Jane and she's like, you see Peter's face looking out the door and then Mary Jane sitting there with her jack in her hand. She's like, face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. jackpot. And he drew Stan looking out the door, a younger Stan looking at his younger wife now as he gets into heaven. And that's beautiful, man, because I mean... Whether I don't know if you ever dwelled into the history of Johnny Cash like I accidentally did a few months ago. Despite his music, Johnny Cash wasn't the best person. He wasn't the best person to his wife, June. And don't even look into any of the stuff that happened with her sister, I believe. Definitely a relative of hers that he may or may not been cheating on her with. But the thing is with uh, Johnny Cash, when June went, Johnny went like right after it was like some notebook shit and this is some notebook shit too so that of a broken heart essentially among other other problems that he may have been having and there was a uh, people well somebody tweeted so all you celebrities and people who have uh, selfies with Stan Lee, stop posting them. You're making, a, making it more about yourself than Stan. No, they're not. Shut the fuck up. Like, they knew the guy. They met Stan the man. If I had a picture of Stan Lee, I'd have posted that shit. It's 2018, man. We all, we all grieve in our own way, and this is the way we grieve now. I posted a picture of me and my mom when on the day that she passed last week, so we all grieve in our own way. Stan, um Thank you. Is the best way I can I can describe it. You were a hero amongst superheroes? A hero amongst mortal men. The world needs more Stan Lees. So, my, before, I'm not going to go ahead and say it now. My uh, words of advice for this episode is uh, try to be a little bit more like Stan Lee in your life, man. And I'm not going to dwell into it. Like, I'm sure that there's stories out there, bad stories about Stan, about shit he did, and things that weren't right, and I could probably Google the dark side of Stan Lee right now, and there'll be like, in 1981, Stan did this, and, and made sure that he got profits off of something, while mi my mid-level artists who worked hard on monthly comic books weren't getting shit. I mean, Stan was the publisher, I mean, I... There's always two sides to the story. There's three sides to the story if you know Joe Budden, Move Music 3, Move Music 2. Uh, 
But yeah, Stan, thank you. Enjoy your rest. I hope uh hope you get see your wife if there is something on the other side. I hope there is. I believe there is, but people believe what they want to believe. But I believe that you've hopefully earned your spot and you're back with your wife and you're happy and healthy and maybe you'll run into my mom moms and they'll be like, Oh, Kellen loves your loves your stuff. He's always the biggest Spider Man fan. Excelsior stand. Next topic. Weeks later, but we here. R.I.P. Stan. One more time. So, I have a Cleveland problem. And then you hear that, you're probably like, Why do you have a Cleveland problem? I don't understand. Well, I have a Cleveland sports problem, to be more precise. More precise would be the more accurate way to describe it. See, I, I kind of low-key, I, uh, I've been cheering for Cleveland teams for a while now. It mostly happened due to Anthony and Eric and LeBron James had a lot to do with it too. I never cared for Cleveland or anything like that before. But then in 2014, when LeBron left Miami and came back to Cleveland, it was a feel-good story. Everybody's like, oh, Brian came home. He's coming home to Cleveland. It's a big deal. I kind of fell for it a little bit. I I started more actively following him. And the year prior, I finally kind of shed those last few shreds of hatred for LeBron James that I I had carried for many years. Because just like Kobe Bryant before him, I hated Kobe. And then probably around uh, 2007 or so, I stopped hating Kobe so much. Once he struggled a little bit with the Lakers. And then as Kobe was able to return back to the finals and eventually win two more championships, I was a fan of Kobe. And I was a fan of Kobe up until a few years ago when I keep running into the problem of trying to justify his playing career over the fact that whatever happened in Colorado happened. And same with LeBron. I hated LeBron for a long time. And I was just like Skip Bayless calling him a choke artist and saying that he wasn't great and all these things. And then he went to Miami, he changed his number. I was cool with that. I didn't hate the heat so much. The heat was kind of like, there's nothing you can do about it. You know? There's absolutely nothing you can do to stop the heat from winning. So, with that knowledge in mind, I I just kind of accepted LeBron being there in general. But when he came back to Cleveland, it was, I I bought in. I was like, this this is a great story. He's got Kyrie. They brought in Kevin Love. 
Um, obviously, Miami is falling off with... They had Wade and Bosch at the time, but Bosch, I think, soon after got diagnosed with his heart thing, his heart condition. So Miami fell off. So there really wasn't anybody too tough in the East for Miami, to, for uh, Cleveland to get through. And then Cleveland gets uh, goes to the playoffs in 2015 and just gets... I mean, they just get wrecked with injuries. They had up. My bad. Got to go when the light screen. They got wrecked with injuries. Kyrie was injured. Kevin Love got his shoulder wrenched out by Kelly Olynyk. Uh, so they they still managed to get to the Eastern Conference to the NBA Finals. They lose Game One, but then they win Game Two on the road against the Warriors. And this is pre Unstoppable Warriors. This is like the season before they set the NBA record for most wins. So they, they set the record. Or they didn't set the record. <laughs> so they um get to the finals. They lose game one. They win games two and three. I'm totally buying in on, Ma- on Matthew Deladova, who just returned to the Cavs, ironically enough, being enough to help LeBron win this series and win another championship and bring Cleveland's first one. But it wasn't meant to be. Cavs lost in five. Or uh, six, excuse me. Next season, everybody's healthy. And then 3-1 happens. Which is insane, considering the amount of games that the Warriors were able to win. 73-9, and an NBA record that broke the Bulls' record from 1996 of 72-10. With all that considered... With all that considered... I, I had made a prediction on this very show. I mean, I had said earlier in earlier episodes leading up to this that Steph was having a moment, that he was must-see TV, that what the Warriors were doing for, were phenomenal. They weren't the hated Warriors yet because KD wasn't there. They had a title under their belt. But at the same time, it was kind of like... It was an expected... It wasn't a big as big of a jump as it was wasn't expected at least. Like if you look at the '91 Bulls, they won. Uh, let's see, the '91 Bulls won 61 games, I believe, 63 games. I'm gonna say it was 61. I think the Blazers won 63, and they won the title. And then the next year, they came back and they won 65 games, and only lost 17 times. Which is insane. Or did they go 67-15? They might have gone 67-15. and 15. But they had a jump. And then actually, and in their third year, they had a decline. They only won like 57 games. Still won an NBA championship for third time. So a leap was expected for the Warriors. And then we got the leap. We got it. And then LeBron is in the NBA Finals again with a healthy Kyrie and a healthy Kevin Love. Everybody's writing them out. I mean, they were down three games. No, I'm sorry. They're down 3-1. Yeah, obviously. Went down 3-1 after game four. Draymond with the kick. Draymond sits out game five. LeBron and Kyrie both score 40 in Golden State to keep the Cavs alive. 
awesome. Game six back home at Cleveland. Golden State has a chance to win the title on their home floor again. It happened to be Monster Lung's birthday. We were having a Sound Vision reunion show. Cavs win. Steph gets ejected at the end. We go to game seven on Sunday. Father's Day. And then one of my greatest, easily one of the best basketball games I've ever watched took place when uh, Kyrie hit the shot over Steph and LeBron had to block. Love had to stop. And then the Cavs were able to uh, win the NBA championship. So, I say all that to say this. The Bulls have not been good for a while. They traded Rose in... They traded him in 15, 16 seasons. So, Derrick Rose has been gone for a while. They brought in Wade and Jimmy Butler. That didn't work out. But the Bulls pretty much have just been a roller coaster ever since Derek initially got hurt. But then on top of all that, now they're really bad. <laughs> That's the only way I can say it. They got like six wins or something like that. They fired their coach. So, and they're not even fun to watch. There's so many injuries. I mean, Zach Levine is playing incredible right now. I was completely wrong about keeping him. I thought, I didn't think that the Bulls should have matched that offer, but he's been playing phenomenal. Jabari Par- Parker has been meh for a former, was he number two pick or number one pick? He's been meh. So, come playoff time, because my team's never in it, I've been a Cavs fan. And granted, they never reached the heights of 2016 again, but they did make two more NBA Finals. And I think the 2017 NBA Finals was more competitive than than the five, the 4-1 tally lets on. And on top of that, I mean, last year's Finals wasn't competitive. It was a sweep, obviously. <laughs> Well, Cavs should win game one, though. Cavs should definitely win game one. So, this year I was kind of like, well, the Bulls suck, but the Cavs are still bringing back a lot of talent from last year. They're not going to have LeBron, obviously. I'm not I'm not going to be a Lakers fan. I'm always a LeBron fan at this point, but I'm not going to be a Lakers fan. And Love just signed his contract extension. Let me kind of see what's going on with the Cavs, man. Let me. I'm excited for this team, you know. It it it's besides the Bulls. It's like let me follow the Cavs a little bit and follow the Timber Bulls. They're not even the Timber Bulls anymore. Timber Bulls. That's a Bulls. Timber Bulls anymore. Because Jimmy got traded. Um. So the Cavs have been awful. Worse than the Bulls, I think. Awful, awful. So I kind of think my flirtation with the Cleveland Cavaliers basketball team may be over. 
they're like the bitter rivals of the Bulls anyway. So I, I've always felt really bad about that. <laughs> Just saying. Um, my other problem, though, with Cleveland is this. I've been more of a Cleveland Browns fan this season than I have an Oakland Raiders fan. And that's because the Raiders hired Gruden. And for some reason in my brain, I really thought that John Gruden would be able to walk into Oakland, change a few things, and we'd be competitive immediately. Also didn't expect that he would not re-sign Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, I'm, I'm okay with. I mean, best of luck to him, but you don't let Khalil Mack go. And the Bears paid him. And look at the Bears. Nobody had the Bears going to playoffs this year. And yet here we are where they're, they could clinch a playoff berth in the next couple weeks. But yeah, I've been following the Browns more than the Raiders because the Raiders have been terrible. Other than that, winning against the Steelers. Raiders! Uh, I can guess most of that is the blame on Browns on our blood, of course. Because most of the time that I do have, uh, well, not most of the time, but I spend so much time with Eric and Anthony, either being on the show or helping them just put the show out, and that I just happen to be following the Browns more. And plus, it helps that the Browns are an East Coast team versus the Raiders being a West Coast team. I've seen three or four full Browns games this season. I was watching them. I was watching them against Carolina this past weekend. And I switched over to Red Zone, and I finally switched back to Raiders-Steelers for today. But even as I dip my toe into these various Cleveland fandoms, I'm terrified. There's a lot of heartbreak in a lot of sports franchises. But man, Cleveland has the heartbreaks of all heartbreaks, especially the Browns. Especially the Browns. I I do enjoy this Browns team, though. And I probably will closely follow the Browns as for as long as Browns in our blood is running. They're never going to be number one in my heart. I'm never buying a jersey or t-shirt or anything like that. They, they, the Raiders have to seriously do something wrong in order for me to change teams. Uh, and I'm not going to be my friend Jonathan, who's like, I'm a Raiders and a, and a Browns fan. And it's like, dude, that's fine if you want to say that. But just pick one. Just, just one. That's all we need. Just pick one, buddy. Um, but, I mean, the Browns won on Sunday. They had a great win over the Panthers. They've, they've won, f- what, five games now, I believe. Four games. Five games. I think they're five, seven, and one. So anything can happen. They're in the playoff fight. I'm not getting my hopes up, but I do really enjoy the Browns and what Baker Mayfield has brought to that team and everything is happening with them since the coaching changes. So I have a little Cleveland problem. Oh, and that that's not to that's not to forget that I used to dabble, not even dabble, I used to be an Indians fan. 
back in the 90s when uh, Albert Bell and Kenny Lofton and Mike Hargrove, I feel like I said this before in the podcast, was all there. I was a fan of theirs up until Hargrove got fired. And I was, well, I mean, the Cubs-Indians World Series a few years ago, I mean, you couldn't go wrong either way, but I, I, I was fine either way. I was pulling for the Cubs, though. Happy the Cubs won it. Been hoping for the Indians to get back, but the Red Sox won. So, that's what's up. <laughs> I used to be so much more excited about baseball, man. Actually, I've been, I used to be more excited about professional sports and stuff. And I just haven't felt that fire lately. Like, NFL, there was a couple good NFL games this past Sunday. I got into that. Actual games itself. Nothing fantasy related. I haven't been watching a lot of NBA because football season's not over. I don't do college sports as we discussed the last episode. But I'm having a lot of trouble getting into professional sports. Maybe it's because I cut the cord and if I do watch sports, it, I don't know, cuts into me watching something else. I don't know, man. I'm a big old weirdo who kind of has a crush on Cleveland, at least on the Browns. Cavs, not so much. They were fun while LeBron was there again. But I don't know, man. Baker. I just feel like there's something special about Baker. And I know that's probably been said millions of times before, but I just feel like there's something special about Baker Mayfield. And I think he's going to be something special for the Browns. That's what I hope for anyway. Next topic. I have down here Reddit. It's going to be quick. So Reddit, for those of you not in the know, Reddit.com is one of the earliest forms of uh, social media on the interwebs. I think it... It's been out since like 2003, 2004. And the idea of Reddit, at least when I first was introduced to it way back in the day, is, oh, people post links and you get uh, upvoted and upvotes are good and downvotes are bad and you can make comments on different things. And I never got it when I was younger. Shiv was way more into that than me. In fact, Shiv is still a yearly participant in the Secret Santa exchange on Reddit, which is pretty cool. And what happens is you sign up on Reddit Secret Santa. They give you a person and give you some ideas of what they like. Uh, You send the person something and then someone else randomly gets you. And so it's like a, a gift exchange done through Reddit and it's pretty cool. But Reddit is a terrible place. There has not only been multiple... And when you're looking at a certain topic on Reddit, it's called a subreddit. There, there's not only been multiple subreddits that have been banned for just being violent or too extreme or dangerous. There's at least over 10 of those. Not only does it contain one of the most active subreddits called The Donald. And you guessed it. It's all about The Donald. And I have a feeling that a lot of, I have a feeling that a cert, a good bit of Trump's support came out of that subreddit. I called him Trump. Donald's support came from that subreddit. I have a good feeling. It's not a happy place. Let me tell you. Not a happy place. 
Not cool all. Cool it all. This episode is sponsored by Hot Chocolate, by the way. A good bit of a support came from there. But a few years ago, I don't know what caused me to get on Reddit. I don't know if it was when I joined the League of Extraordinary Black Men <laughs> message group on a Messenger. I don't know. I somehow got to there from there. But somehow, I, I probably about five years now, I've been on Reddit. And here's the kind of things that I follow on Reddit, like fantasy football. That's my main thing. Was, uh, like the first thing that comes up when I get on, go on Reddit, because that's where I get all my fantasy football info when I need to get it. Won me a couple championships. Uh, what else do I check out? Um, I've been really into Red Dead Redemption lately. I've started replaying it after the event that occurred that I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. Started replaying that, and then I've been checking out a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2 stuff. I've been checking out the Walking Dead uh, game subreddit, uh, because I, of course, follow the Telltale uh, Walking Dead games. And for a while there, Telltale was closed. It didn't look like the last two episodes of Season 4 of The Walking Dead uh, featuring Clementine was going to be released, but Skybound, Robert Kirkman's company, who does a bunch of titles, include The Walking Dead, and then they're involved with the TV series, everything else. They said, we can't have you lose Rick and Clementine in the same year, so they saved it. Episode 3 comes out January 15th. I'm excited to watch it and eventually get to play it myself. Um, but yeah, check that out. Hip hop heads. While I'm not up on everything anymore, I still check out hip hop heads for, um, just some insight on certain things that's going on in rap. Um, what is another one that I'm really big on? I I follow all kinds of subreddits. It's not even funny how many subreddits I follow. Uh, let's see. Let's go to manage podcast 101. Better Call Saul, Bill Simmons, Black Mirror, Breaking Bad, even though it's over, Black Mirror. I haven't talked about Black Mirror on the pod. I'm going to be doing that real soon. I'm going to have to make myself a note. Uh, college basketball is on there. Uh, Donald Glover, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, Gillian Jacobs, I Forever Love Her, Hamilton Musical, which I just recently got it, finally listened to, and it's changed my life. I uh, followed Last Man on Earth when it was still a thing before it got canceled a few months ago. Orange and New Black, Spider-Gwen. So that's kind of stuff I follow. But here's the thing about Reddit, to make a long story short. On Reddit, you have the option to post to these subreddits. And you can post a link, you can post text, or you can post an image. And I've had the worst luck with posting stuff. Every time I seen the post, I get downvoted to hell, and I don't understand it. So let's see. I did post a picture of Yvette Nicole Brown with Ken Young. I think I said it right. Uh, they were both on Community. Um... Well, no, it's not even my submitted post. It's my comments. 
Let's see if I can find some of the negative one. Of course, some of them are negative now. I can say that I actually posted something about Davey you doing some kind of, I don't know, blackout, some kind of black jersey and... I, someone sent it to me or I saw it. It was supposed to honor coal miners, which obviously coal miners and coal mining is becoming less of a thing in our state in West Virginia. But I saw it. I posted it to the West Virginia subreddit and everybody yelled at me like mountain, uh, mountaintop removal is killing our, our state and, and nobody wants to support coal. Blah, blah, blah. Like they all got angry at me. I just don't understand. Like, I posted on Sunday after the Raiders beat the Steelers. I did a little meme of uh, the most interesting man in the world. And I put, the Raiders don't always win football games. But when they do, they beat the Steelers. And I posted on the Oakland Raiders subreddit. Expected to get deleted and all that shit. Because my problem is, half the time, even though I read, I think I read the rules for these forums about posting, I normally don't. And they're like, we deleted your post because you forgot to put this in your title. So I fully expected to get deleted, but I got like 139 upvotes, so that's what's up. <coughs> that's what's up. Uh, so that's successful, but I, I don't understand Reddit. I never will. Shiv has gotten way more out of it than I have. I, I do enjoy the content I find on there, but as far as trying to submit myself, I always just get... Nobody likes anything I have to say, pretty much. Everybody's like, this is trash. What are you doing? Why are you talking right now? <laughs> That's how it feels. That's exactly how it feels. I'm just bad at posting on Reddit, I guess. Next topic. So this is a while ago. I wrote this topic down. And what had happened was... What had happened was, me and Angel have been playing The Walking Dead Season 1 on my PS3. I had bought Walking Dead Season 2 so that we could play it again together. One night, she's asleep. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and put this game in and get it all updated and loaded in so it's ready to go. So I pop out Season 1, uh, after I turned on the PS3, I popped out Season 1 of The Walking Dead. <clears throat> Giant truck. Popped out season two, or season one of The Walking Dead. Put it in season two, and I'm looking at my screen. It's frozen. I've had this PlayStation for six years now. I bought it off a coworker when I first started at my current job. She gave me a hell of a deal because she's only using it for Blu-rays. And she didn't even make me pay the rest of it. Gave me a hell of a deal. 75 bucks. It's supposed to be 150 In six years, I've never seen a screen freeze, freeze like this. So I'm like, what the fuck? That's my immediate response. What the fuck? <laughs> so it's just hanging there and hanging there and hanging there. And I think I might went and did something else, came back. So my first instinct in those situations, whenever a game freezes or anything like that, you long press the power, the power button on the PS3 until you get like two beeps and it like restarts itself. I did that. 
but it didn't restart. I think eventually it shut down because I had my finger on so long, which I've done before. So I'm like, uh, okay. Crap. That's a little worrisome. Turn it back on. It's obviously running. I can hear it. Nothing on screen. So I've had an HDMI cable that's been... It's, I think it's the... I don't know if it's a bad cable or if it's actually the TV um, that's being plugged into so much. But I know that there's either a loose wire in the TV or on the actual... Whatchamacallit? In the actual HDMI wire. But I'll continue to use it for my PS3 for a while because whatever, it works. I just got to jiggle a little and my picture comes back. So I'm like, oh, okay. It's got to be the wire. Let me just... Wiggle it, wiggle it, wiggle it. Take it out, plug it back in, take it out, plug it back in. Both sides. Nothing. Now I'm getting worried. So I leave the room. I go do something else. <laughs> Fretting over my baby. Come back in. And there's a blue screen. Which is good. Instead of it saying signal not found, because that's what it was saying. It was saying no source, no source, no source. Blue screen. All kinds of foreign languages and a PS3 logo rolling around. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. So I'm trying to push buttons. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. So I just give up for the night. So about a day or so later, I come back to it thinking, eh, maybe, maybe just had a bad night. I'll turn it on. No source, no source, no video source. Finally, get to the blue screen. So I had read that if you get that screen with all different languages, you're supposed to hit X. I'm hitting X. Nothing there. So I go and dig out my controller, my actual PS3 controller, because I have a little wire joint that I normally use. Uh, plug that in. Hit X. Still nothing. Put the, I had to put the PS3 in safe mode. I had to do that with the original controller, so I do that. So I start trying options. So it's like, oh, rebuild from, uh, restore from here, and do and try to restart. Try to um, check the system for errors. I do everything. And the one with I think the option that gave me to check the system for errors. Um. Yeah, it uh just hung there. It started as a starting process, never continued process for like an hour or so. And everybody's like, oh, it's supposed to happen in a few minutes. Doesn't take long at all. And other people's like, it's taking my thing 14 hours. It still hasn't moved. They're like, your, your system's dead. So, I had to wipe it. I had to wipe my PS3. Six years worth of gaming gone. So that's why I had to start Red Dead Redemption over. Lost all the Walking Dead Season 1 that I just played. Lost six years worth of 2K saves. Of my 100% completion Lego Marvel superheroes. My Lego Batman 3. My, uh... 
what what was the name of that game? The um 2K game, all pro football, 2K9 or 2K8, whatever game that was. Lost all that. Completely gone. My WWE saves. My 2K12, my 2K, and my my uh, my 12, my 2K13s, with all my WrestleMania challenges completed, and all my Attitude Era um, challenges completed, and everything unlocked, and all the stuff that I bought when I had 12, gone. That I still mess with, gone. Just so much stuff. Just wiped out. Just like that. My my career on 2K, gone. My association, my Bobcats association that I finally thought I could win a title with, gone. Yeah, it's called association mode. I, I'm playing an old-ass game. It's fine. It's fine. It works. It makes me happy. I'm not up to date. I'm not up to date on the newest tech. Leave me alone. All of that just gone. My uh, my Arkham uh, City play, my Arkham City play. I just thought about that one. Gone. My Infamous Two, or was it Infamous One? I think I was playing Infamous One and Two. Gone. Completely gone. So yeah, I had to wipe it. And it's been running fine ever since. I replayed season one of The Walking Dead. Started season two. Started some new stuff on 2K. Started Red Dead this past weekend. Haven't touched WWE yet. I'm looking forward to that, though. Because the, the Attitude Era mode from uh, twelve from WWE 12 and the WrestleMania mode from 2K13... They're both really well done. So I'm looking forward to replaying all those matches. Lost my creative wrestler, though. All my championships. All my universe modes. It's R.I.P. my PS3. And R.I.P. Stan Lee. Yeah. Recommendations. I actually listened to some music. Shocker, I know. Got my head out of the podcast clouds for a while. I finally finished that uh, Big Sean Metro Boomin album, Double or Nothing. Um, I'm a big fan of Sean's. I have been since Fondly Famous. Uh, nobody used to call him Fondly Famous Volume 3. Whatever was the last mixtape before you dropped Finally Famous the album. Um, yeah, but I've been following Sean for a little bit. And I, I'd i say my favorite project of his would be... I really like Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame gets shitted on. But I really liked Hall of Fame. And then uh, the following projects were good. But Hall of Fame would be my favorite Sean project in Detroit, the mixtape. Phenomenal. I listened to the first video he dropped from Detroit um, when he came out, like, years ago. I was like, Sean might be one of the best in the game, man. I, and I said that, like, ah, some of whoever I was with was like, I don't know about all that. I was like, I don't know, you might be sleeping. 
you might be getting too hard of a time, but the project with Metro Boomin is really good. I actually think I like it a little bit more than his last album. I think that was called I Promise, maybe, but I might be confusing him with what he, the album he did with. I decided, see, I was confusing LeBron and what uh, his album was called. I decided. Um, it, it's really good. I don't know if you listen to if you know anything about Anthony Fantano's reviews on YouTube. He reviews a whole bunch of music all the time, including most of the popular rap releases. He trashed it. He's not a big Sean fan, but I am a Sean fan. So if you're into Sean, and um, I gotta say though, um, I don't know how much of uh, the Drake Future tape that Metro Boomin was involved with. So I'll be honest, I only listened to it once. What a time to be alive. I only listened to it like once or twice. Because uh, I, I, Future just doesn't do it for me. And I don't know how many beats he had on there. But I was thoroughly impressed by Metro Boomin's production. Because of course I would heard it on uh, Omari's Life of Pablo. But hearing the whole project from him, he, he's a very good producer. Um, for being one of the the newer the biggest names in rap today because if you listen to most rap today you're going to think it's going to sound the same way but metro's got some chops man so i was really impressed by that and then we go from that to uh jay-z and beyonce or beyonce and jay-z or the carters everything is love i finally listened finished that i started it like the week or two after it came out because uh marcus had actually gifted it to me and uh, I, I was grilling or something one evening. I was listening to it. I got about six tracks in. I never finished it. So I finally finished it. And they finally got that Jay-Z and Beyonce have bad songs together bug, uh, monkey off their back. They killed it. Start to finish. Um, I'd have to say it, it may be Jay's best collaborative album because he has a few out there. He has... Two out there with uh, Sylvester and Molester, and he has a Linkin Park one, and I feel like there's something else that he was on that he did something similar with. So, but no, that, that, that might be it. I, maybe I'm thinking about things that didn't work out and stuff as far as um, collaborative projects and things like that. But yeah, with that said, Beyonce's impeccable on this album. She continues her master run of music. Some may say that she's never had a flawless release, musical release. I've been thoroughly enjoying everything that she's dropped since the self-titled album, um, including Lemonade, which for those of you who's been with me since day one, y'all know how I felt about Lemonade before it all came out that Jay actually was trash. I was just defending my guy. But now with all that over and said and done, Lemonade is a phenomenal project. But Everything is Love, I recommend you check that out. If you have not, I started the Internet's new album, Hive Mind. I feel like there might have been something else I checked out too, but it's not ringing a bell. Um, yeah, but I checked out Hive Mind, the first two tracks, and I was like, oh, this, this is just exactly what I wanted to hear from the Internet after... Uh, everything they're able to accomplish with their last album, and then I went back to Hamilton. I listened to the Hamilton musical, start to finish. I'm on my fourth full listen, I believe. 
Let's check it out. Every day you fight like you're running out of time. I'm gonna get copyrighted, I don't care. So Michael Rappaport, Michael Rappaport was on Bill Simmons' podcast. Uh, I was still at Huntington, so 2016, early 2017, and he had a hot-ass take that nobody gave a shit about Hamilton in the streets and everything like that. And it's not so much a hot-ass take, but he was pretty much saying that Hamilton wasn't what it seemed to be, you know? It's it's not a big deal, is what he was trying to do. If I if I can find the clip, I'll, I might uh, post it on my Twitter again. I know I sent it to Marcus when it came out. And while... Obviously, the kids in the nobody in bed is listening to Hamilton right now. Like the real niggas in bed style, real niggas in Detroit, you know, real niggas out in LA, niggas that I wouldn't hang around because I'd be too scared. Uh, them niggas <laughs> aren't listening to Hamilton, but I will say, I guarantee you that. Even if those real dudes aren't listening to Hamilton, that someone they know or are close to enjoys the shit out of Hamilton. What Lin Manuel Miranda and company were able to do with Alexander Hamilton's story just blows us all away. Let's steal a song title. He tells the story of Alexander's life from birth all the way up until the tragic ending. With a whole lot of Aaron Burr and George Washington and Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. Shout out to the V Diggs, man. The V Diggs is quite impressive on this album. And Leslie Leslie Odom Jr. plays Aaron Burr. He he honestly has two of the best songs on I mean Room Where It Happens. It's just nuts. Got some of the best music. The Shiler sisters, Philippa, Sue, and I can't remember the other girl's name. The um, Angelica, Eliza, and Becky. <laughs> I said Becky. <laughs> Poor Peggy Shiler, man. The Shiler sisters. Anyway, seriously though, it's taken over my life. I'm three years behind. <laughs> Lynn actually just went on Twitter and dropped the unreleased demo of uh, the death of George Washington. I th- it might have been overnight, it might have been a few days ago. I just saw it this morning. And I, it's obvious like, it's obvious why I didn't need to be in the show listening to the full show itself, other than a few dialogue pieces that's missing uh, right before the end of Act 1. But just to hear that and hear the creative process. And then I told you all about that um, Hamilton's America documentary that I was watching uh, back when I had cable and I DVR'd it off PBS because uh, Shiv had said, hey, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's talking to Barack Obama about hip-hop and Nas and talking to Nas about hip-hop on PBS. So I checked it out and it happened to be about Hamilton's America. So, and I, I fell in love with the that documentary a few years ago and then when we cut cable, I lost it and I hadn't been able to find it. I actually was able to finally ha- find it. Thank you, Internet Fairy. And... I've been watching that again, but I cannot wait, cannot wait until I get to go see Hamilton. Would I have loved to seen it with the original cast? Of course, but uh, it's it's definitely something I recommend all you check out, even you real ass niggas. 
it, it, it's it's really dope what they did. And I'm gonna go back and start listening to it again here in a little bit. Um, but that's my recommendations. I haven't really seen any movies that I can think of. Nothing that's jumping out at me like, oh yeah, I watch this and then talk about it. Um, I've been watching a lot of Sophia the First with Aaliyah. We've watched that whole series now. It's pretty easy to get into. It holds my attention. I think uh, Sophia is a compelling protagonist to borrow from the handsome one. So I, I don't mind watching Sophia the First at all. Uh, Leah's got me into this uh, Miraculous Ladybug song, song. Miraculous Ladybug um, show that's on Netflix. Uh, features it, It's based in Paris and it features these two uh, high school, middle school kids that have these things called Miraculouses. And one grants Marinette the powers of Ladybug. And the other grants Adrian the powers of Cat Noir. And it is literally a Monster of the Week format. But it's a lot of fun. I I enjoy it. It I gotta respect the anime background that it that it's trying to uh, pay homage to. Season three, I believe, just started overseas. I don't know when Netflix will get it. Probably probably next summer. But yeah, seasons one and two are on Netflix, so you can check that out. And not feel as ashamed as if you popped on Sophia the First, but I'm telling you, man, Sophia the First got some good stuff in it. it. It's it's got some good things in it that that I enjoyed at least. And I think you would too. Anything else that I've seen? I haven't been in the movies in a while. It's so nothing to report there. Um, rewatched Infinity War again. Nothing. I mean, still haven't done an episode about that. The Infinity War trailer dropped. I'm debating to see what happens in the next few weeks on whether or not... Oh, my aim's going off. On whether or not I actually... Um, when I talk about it, because Marcus tried to get me to talk about it this weekend, but he's like, yo, you want to get together Saturday? And I just couldn't do it. I was just too exhausted had too much going on so I was like no thanks I I can't hop on because whenever I have I do a show with anybody via uh we have to do it online I can't do it till late so I'm looking at like nine o'clock and on Saturday that's pushing it because Aaliyah's gonna be already wound up and she probably took a nap because her mother had her lay down and took a nap so that means she's gonna be even more wound up during the week is a little easier that she's going to go in and lay down because she normally doesn't sleep at school. But I, I just knew with everything we had going on on Saturday that it just was not going to happen for your boy. So no Infinity War trailer response yet. I really wanted to wrap up this episode too because I've been sitting on it. So to bring this full circle, thank you, Stan. Thank you for everything. Again, I can't say that enough. I know that recently on the... Not recently, but somewhere in the last 25 episodes, I know I mentioned that you were being a creep to people that was taking care of you at the hotel, nurses and stuff. While that's not cool, Stan, I mean, those rumors were unfounded, so... 
but Stan, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy how much of my childhood and how much of my livelihood, how much joy you brought to my life, Stan. So I, again, appreciate you. Enjoy your rest. Go see your wife again. Go say hi to Jack, man. Go say hi to Jack and say hi to um Mark, uh, Mark, uh, Waringo, I believe is how you say it. Um, he, he passed too soon. Uh, McDuffie, Dwayne McDuffie. Say hi to him, man. I hope y'all just having comic conventions all today, all, all the live long day up there. This has been Hyphen Nation, brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. You can find Hyphen Podcast Group at hyphenpodcastgroup.com. You can support the show on your favorite podcast platform, podcast listening platform. You're free to do that at any given moment, any given Sunday. Um, I was thinking about moving a feed to Anchor, but then I screwed it up because I was so excited to have all 77 episodes actually have their episode artwork that I screwed up the feed and I'm waiting on Anchor to get back to me so I can kind of redo that. So either this episode will be the first one that comes out on Anchor or it'll be the one that comes out before I move to Anchor. I'm moving to Anchor because everything's self-hosted right now. Well, well, self-hosted, but everything's on our archive.org, which is super cool. And they've hosted my stuff for free for years. And I've never had a major issue with them. But Anchor just seems like they have a lot of options that I need to get in on. Especially uh, sponsorships. So I'm kind of interested to see how that may work. Just saying, you know. Just saying. See, I'm waiting for Anchor to actually uh, message me back and be like, hey, we deleted your feed. Because here's what happened. The, five, the six episodes got messed up. And I was I emailed them. And I couldn't figure out how to, re- to backdate them. I emailed them. I'm like, hey, can you fix these and fix these dates? I'm sorry. At this time, we can't fix that. I'm like, what, what do you mean you can't fix it? I have a feeling that Medium's customer support and Anchor's customer support, that they're all in the same freaking bucket. And if that's the case, I may not be with Anchor very long. Because fuck Medium. Fucking bullshit. I'm still mad about what they, how they did me when I tried to switch my domain over there. For those of you who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I tried to move behyphen.com to Medium, and they used to do it for free. Well, just so happened that when I submitted it to have everything for um, taken over by Medium, just so happened that they weren't that uh, they were having some kind of something with. They told me something was down, and it would be a while before they got back to me. And then, like two or three weeks later, I asked them. I was like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "Oh, yeah, everything's still down." And then, roll around March of uh, 2017, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're charging you uh, seventy-five dollars now to." have a domain with us and I was like nope I'm out and then that's when I went back to wordpress.com so I, I just don't believe that bullshit it's like it's six episode dates then we have to go by the publish date change the fucking publish date I don't have access to my raw feed can you fucking do it guess not so we'll see how well me and me anchor work out yeah, but you can listen to Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast on any podcast listening platform you choose. We out here in the streets. Hyphen Podcast Group doing big things. Shout out to 
everybody that's part of the group. Happy holidays, just in case I don't come back before the end of the year. I should be, but I'm not making no guarantees. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can hit me up on Twitter, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N, at B-Hyphen, or Hyphen Pie Group on Twitter, or on Facebook, Hyphen Universe, or also on Facebook, Hyphen Podcast Group, or hyphen at gmail.com or hyphenationpod at gmail.com or hyphenpodcastgroup at gmail.com and also on the IG at the hyphen and hyphen podcast group so you can reach out in all those various ways so hopefully this is a strong ending sorry that I had to start and I got real sad and then I came back and talked about some other things and did the wrap up hopefully this is nice and cohesive for you Hopefully, this will tide you over until 79 because it's going to have to. Words of wisdom for today. Breathe. I got to tell myself all tell myself that all the time. Just breathe, man. Just breathe, homie. Breathe. Oh. One into the two, two into the three, three into the four, four. You got to breathe. Though I do prefer the Buttons Move Music 1 version, which is Squeeze. And he murdered that joint. Murdered it. Uh, yeah, just breathe. Power positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what that may be, no matter what you have to do, you have to do you. And I am just banging into the seatbelt over here. Real shit. If you go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and click the show's link and go to hyphenation, you will see an RSS feed. If you take that RSS feed, put it into your favorite podcast listening device, make sure you turn that some bit sideways first. You can get all 78 episodes of Fire for the next. Yeah, I'm trying to scare the white people in the parking lot. <laughs> Why is that man yelling? Does he have a gun? He just said fire. Maybe not the best move. <laughs> oh, shoot. I forget how much fun I'll have doing podcasts until I'm actually doing them. And most of the time I'm like, oh, I'm sit down on podcasts. And it shouldn't be like that, but I got a lot of other things going on with me too. So it's not just that I'm lazy. Some of it is I'm lazy though. <laughs> Um, reach out to your loved ones and tell them how much they mean to you do that every single day just let somebody know how much they mean to you and have genuine, genuine interactions with people you won't regret it so until next time same hyphen time same hyphen channel shout out to Adam West I gotta go to work here soon so I will catch you next time, or I will catch your ass down the road, or thanks y'all.